Welcome back to Winning the Battle for Talent, the podcast where our customer service experts discuss people management, reducing attrition, and helping employees thrive. Let's join the conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the J.D. Power Winning the Battle for Talent podcast. I'm Michael Vermillion with J.D. Power, and with me today are Mark Miller and Scott Killingsworth from J.D. Power and Ted Narden from Fifth Talent. Mark, Scott, Ted, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mike. Thanks. Hey, Great Mike. to be back. Great to be here. All right. So thanks uh, for our listeners uh, to, for continuing the journey uh, with us. Uh, we've been talking about the four imperatives of the frontline supervisor during the Great Resignation. And uh, what we want to do today is continue that conversation. So, so Ted, we, we, we've talked about the first one. What, what's up next? What's, what's the next imperative? You bet. The first one was change your mindset. This one is bridge disconnection. Bridge disconnection. That's the big one. So what? So what does that? What, what do we mean by that? What? 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 Or what do we mean by disconnection? And and why are people disconnected? Yeah, I thought you might ask that. Uh, so there are a couple ways to look at disconnection, and one is just given the fact that we're not in physical presence with each other anymore. Even in a hybrid environment, we're spending more of our time away from people line of, in, from their line of sight than we are in their line of sight. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't just cover the remote work situation. Um, there are a, quite a bit of um, research pieces out there now talking about that, that as we come back even into our uh, old work environment, the old school days of bricks and mortar, as some would call it, that we are awkwardly disconnected in the presence of others. So I think there's a, there's a general disconnection that's happening where over the past couple years, we have learned to function out of the line of sight, particularly of teammates, but in line of sight of, of really people. And I think this is a, it's problematic for, for a couple of things. One is that we relied in, let's say from the standpoint of a supervisor and working with their team, we relied on that line of sight approach to getting our job done. We used it very much, at least on a daily basis, as more of a gut instinct of what's happening. I can visibly see the changes. So I think that's that's one big piece that we haven't addressed is how do we get to where we replace, if we have to, that line of sight and yet keep people connected to each other. So I think that's that's generally what we mean by that. Okay, that makes sense. So so uh, what, what are our thoughts here in terms of um, kind of reestablishing that connection? I think there are really three things to keep in mind. People, generally speaking, and of course this is a generalization, when they go to work for a company, want to feel three things. They want to feel welcomed, wanted, and valued. And I believe we all do, but don't take my viewpoint from that. Research is telling us that those three things actually are what really ties us to a company and keeps us motivated to do our job every day. If you feel welcomed and wanted and valued, you're really finding yourself in a, in a place that is more inviting than another company, let's say, who you have to think, am I going to be welcomed, wanted, and valued? And so I think it's, it's something you really want to try to uh, strive for. As a frontline management team, I think you want people to feel welcome, wanted, and valued. Yeah, hey, Ted, I'm sitting here thinking about the phenomenon that is going on right now with not only the great resignation, but 
folks are joining companies and in very short order, they're leaving companies. So I know that welcomed is goes beyond just a new hire, but can we talk a little bit about that? Like we have this one-time opportunity to really make somebody feel welcomed and then also wanted and valued and be able to build on that over someone's career. But with all these less than six months attrition rates, three months really that we're seeing of, of 50% and more of folks who just resign and leave within that first 90 day period. You know, can we talk a little bit about the, the power of welcoming and kind of what that looks like practically from a behavioral standpoint? Sure. Right. Yeah. I, I, there are a lot of stories out there I've heard of people who have said they didn't feel welcomed. And it really kind of looks like this. When you were in a physical building and you showed up for, let's say, your first day and you weren't exactly sure what room you were supposed to go to, you had a front desk receptionist probably that greeted you when you walked in. A lot of times, uh, by the way, we work with companies and, and especially prior to the pandemic, but even now, and have said, you know, the first person that you see when you walk in the building is your reception team. And how gifted are they? How much are they really connecting with each other? Um, and and really, how gifted are they at connecting with those people who walk straight in the door? Because every person in the building walks past them. But when you're a new person, especially, and you walk into that lobby, you don't know where to go. What a wonderful feeling of welcomeness that you have when that person smiles, greets you, and says, how can I help you? And you say, I'm looking for the training room. Oh, you're the new person. You're Ted. Yes, they know your name. And so I think we have to say, how does that really have a parallel in the virtual world? We've lost the reception part of this. You don't have anybody that can ask, where am I supposed to go? You're supposedly given a link. You just show up. But are you feeling welcomed when you do that? And so do, do people know my name? Do they take time to get to understand me as an individual? Do they really genuinely give across a warmth that says, yeah, we actually, not only are you welcomed, we were expecting you and you really belong here. And so you're welcomed into our group. The second part of that is as you move through training where we start to feel less welcomed, is when we start to get into production and we find that others feel like helping us seems to be a big effort. Um, those subject matter experts or red hats or all those, those people we call mentors who are supposed to help me um, get through this phase of, of onboarding where I really learn the job, a lot of times they give off a feeling, intentionally or not intentionally, that I'm simply a burden, that I'm not getting it, that maybe I'm not gonna be here long. So it's not just about being welcomed in the initial moment you enter the company, but it's a continual process over those 90 days where people reinforce whether or not you feel welcomed. And I think that makes a big difference in those first 90 days. Yeah, what you're talking about there is intentionality, right? Because uh, uh, you, you exactly. have to build that in and think. And we talked about this on the last podcast, you have to start thinking individually. And um, so that's just a, a beautiful example and a practical way, you know, for our listeners to start thinking about, okay, how do I curate an experience for these individuals? Because that's what's going to, these are key elements to retaining them, which of course is what this podcast is all about. Mike, uh, were you going to jump in there? 
Yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, Ted, I, I like the welcome wanted valued framework. So just to kind of wrap up this topic, what are some really specific things that frontline supervisors uh, can do here in terms of bridging the disconnect? Sure. Yeah, take action right now. Don't wait for um, to, to somebody to, to leave or want to leave or, or really voice that they're disconnected. You can take action now with your team. And that can be done a lot of times through such things as your weekly team meeting or small group meetings. Uh, we have found in working with groups and showing them how to really take advantage now of, of meetings in ways they never have before, you can bring people together and have them feel more connected because they are. They become actually more connected through the meetings. You have to take action to facilitate that with your, with your team. Don't wait for signs to emerge. However, also start to become expert on the signs of disconnection. How do I recognize that individuals on my team are disconnected? That's the big thing you should be asking yourself. And that can come from changes in conversations. Maybe they withdraw from conversation now. You're not seeing them engaging in team meetings. You might see the metrics going up and down. You could see all kinds of things around, for example, um, on, from the call center side, uh, their adherence to metrics. All these things might be early warning signs, not of a person faltering in their performance so much so as just feeling like, what's the point? I'm not really connected here at this company. And so those are, those are big warning signs. Uh, hey, Ted, you brought up uh, a good point there uh, about meetings, which, you know, depending upon the queue status, right? So we have folks listening that, you know, at the end of the day, have to answer the phone for customers calling in. And oftentimes, oftentimes that's the priority. So kind of talk about the payoff, right? Because, you know, you start the first thing that goes uh, when the schedule and the, and the and depending on the queue status is the meeting. So kind of talk about the payoff for staying the course, if you will, on, on keeping those meetings, which are vitally important. Yeah, and you've said it, Scott, they are absolutely important. There is no other way to feel like a group um, like that of, a, of an actual meeting, even if it's virtual even if it's not with video, although we recommend using video for those meetings because they do bring more of a sense of belonging um, to the group. Having uh, chat groups or different sorts of collaboration environments uh, digitally certainly are important and they, they do some uh, to help that feeling of connection. However, a short meeting, 15 minutes is what we recommend. This is not an hour-long meeting. 30 minutes is great. But you can do the same amount in 15 minutes of being highly organized that people feel as though they finally got a chance to be part of that group they were hoping to be a part of. So you really want to focus on that, and the consistency of it is important. Get it done every week if you can. That's great, Ted. Thank you. So, so Ted and Scott, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. Been a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate it. And I want to thank our listeners as well for joining us. Uh, please join us next time where we'll continue the conversation on the four imperatives. Mm -hmm.